of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Joining me on Lincoln Live today is Rick Vest, the chair of the Lancaster County Board. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Dale. Good to hear from you today. Let's start with road conditions around the county. Had to travel on a gravel road in Gage County recently after the rains, and it was not a very pleasant drive. There are rural roads in Lancaster County in that same shape, but we're going to focus on a couple of high-traffic roadways this morning. 98th is one of them. Uh, When... Is that stretch of 98 from Old Cheney Road to O Street scheduled to be paved? It's actually scheduled in two different segments, Dale, in that we have the uh, segment from Old Cheney to A Street to be paved in 22-23 and A Street to O Street in 23-24. Uh, that that's being done through uh, what's called the MPO Metropolitan Planning Organization, using federal funds uh, to help expand the metropolitan area. That's in the works, but there's a problem with 98th right now, isn't it? Overused. It, that you've hit it, Dale, and we've seen this as these housing developments uh, spring up close to the city of Lincoln. It just creates traffic numbers that overwhelm. Uh, gravel roads. Uh, gravel roads are great for certain amounts of traffic, but once we hit the 300 to 400 cars per day, uh, it's very, very difficult and inefficient to maintain gravel roads, hence the need to pave roads with that high of traffic level. And you've told me that 98th is on that upper end, maybe even spilling over that upper end of traffic flow. That would be true. It's it's past the 400 mark end. And we'll continue to grow. That area is going to continue to see increased demand. Here's no surprise. Saltillo Road is overused, uh, made even more crowded by construction traffic from the South Beltway project. I had conversation after conversation, Rick, with your predecessor on the county board as chair, Sean Flowerday. We talked for a year about the state promising to reimburse the county for repairs, and I could hear it in his voice, some doubt. Uh, has the state come forward with any reimbursement? Boy, I really appreciate you asking that, Dale. Uh, thank you. Uh, at this point, no, we've seen none. And last year, of course, construction was uh, going strong on the south bypass. And that's a good thing. But the traffic that's that's hauling uh, materials for that construction is all going down Sotillo. And Sotillo is just not made to... Um, have that kind of heavy truck traffic on it in the numbers that we were seeing. We had extensive repair costs, and so far we have received no compensation from the state, just uh, this kind of ongoing uh, promise that they will uh, compensate us. They, they want to push it back to when everything's said and done, but that that is a growing expense on the county's part. And we, we, there is a high level of concern on the board as to where that will end up. 
Even if traffic stayed the same, once it gets hot and that pavement starts to gel up, so to speak, uh, the edges crumble. I remember Sean telling me that edges were crumbling. Just couldn't hold the weight of those trucks. It, that road was just never designed for that kind of heavy truck traffic, no. no. It, it's, it's not. And so, again, uh, when the roads... This is a similar problem to 98th Street, although it's caused by the construction and not just the growth in homes. Uh, when the roads aren't up to the standards of the traffic that's involved, the costs, the maintenance costs, uh, become very, very expensive. Rick Vest joining me, chair of the Lancaster County Board. Uh, dilemma facing the Railroad Transportation Safety District, which, by the way, good listeners, if you're not familiar, it's made up of three city council members and three county board members. They're having to figure out what to do about rail traffic resuming on tracks in South Lincoln along Highway 2. Help me. I, I can't picture this one, Rick. Is it the intersection at Pioneers Boulevard south of the Grain Elevator or is it the crossing uh, at the corner of the state pen? Well, there are actually, Dale, a great question, but there are actually 11 crossings in South Lincoln. Uh, as, you, as you pointed out, I think it's been about 18 years since there was train traffic on that uh, line. Uh, BNSF in January resumed taking coal trains to Nebraska City to the power plant there. And so those 11 crossings all require the engineers to blow their horn in the pattern uh, defined by the federal government. We have uh, received a lot of input from folks living in that neighborhood. And at our last meeting, the board, uh, the safety district voted to approve a study of a quiet zone. Quiet zones are regulated, again, by the Federal Railroad Administration. And we just want to know what costs we'd be facing to bring uh, any or all of those 11 crossings up to the quiet zone standards. Big uh, advocate, big fan of quiet zones, Rick. We're here at 38th and Cornhusker, and we, the quiet zone is at 40th, and a quiet zone is at 35th. And I was here before the quiet zones kicked in. It's a, we don't have the walls shaking nearly quite, quite as bad as we did before. So I'm a big fan of quiet zones. I, I understandable, Dale. Yeah. And, uh, that's, I think, why the, the safety district voted to proceed with the study. Of course, and if I may, you're probably aware of the project that's real close to you all out there on Adams Street and Cornhusker. Uh, that is one of the most high-risk crossings in the state of Nebraska, if not the most high-risk. And that's a big issue before the uh, RTSD. And especially with the funding, the funding we have the levy that's done through property taxes and unfortunately the the levy that that project that the rtsd is set at right now is not sufficient to fund that project we'll we'll be qualifying for federal and state fundings to help with the changes in that intersection but uh unless we can commit more funds locally to that project uh, we won't qualify, and therefore all the work that's been done on that very important project 
would have been in vain. Yeah, three intersections between three railroad crossings between 40th and uh, 33rd Street. Uh, On to some legislative bills. uh, LB 271, sponsored by Lincoln Senator Adam Moorfeld, that would allow Lancaster County to run a 24-7 sobriety program so that people charged with DUI could conceivably still drive. Where do you come down on on 271, Rick? That's a great bill, uh, Dale, and thank you for bringing attention to it. That bill would be part of our community corrections program and our diversion program. Folks who have been charged with a DUI would have to uh, report twice a day for testing, uh, for testing to ensure that they are complying with the uh, demands of the diversion program. This has been used in other locations, particularly South Dakota has a very successful uh, program using 24-7. It's very cost efficient and it's been very effective in helping people be held accountable and moving towards, uh, let's say, learning from their mistakes, Dale, and making corrections in their behavior. Organizations like Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, Advocates for Auto and Highway Safety, they don't like 271, and they claim the bill does away with the ignition interlock device in exchange for the 24-7 sobriety program. So that's a point of opposition that comes from those who advocate stronger, not what are perceived to be weaker steps dealing with uh, DUIs. On to LB310, introduced by Omaha Senator Tony Vargas. It changes or eliminates the inheritance tax. For it or against it, Rick? The board came out opposed to 310 for several reasons in that uh, the inheritance tax, we Lancaster County is somewhat unique, I guess, in that we put it directly into our general fund. Therefore, it helps alleviate the need for property taxes in the county budget. We have so few uh, tools in our toolkit for funding county government. Uh, The biggest one, of course, is property taxes. The inheritance tax helps us keep that as low as possible. And one point I'd add about collecting the inheritance tax, uh, people pay that inheritance tax whether they're living in Lancaster County or not, i.e., if someone passes away in Lancaster County and we collect the inheritance tax, that's collected from everybody who's receiving part of the inheritance. And I know they're somewhat controversial, but it would be a big blow to Lancaster County to lose that five to six million dollars a year. And we'd have to replace the funding some other way. LB408 is another one that has your interest than members of the board introduced by Albion Senator Tom Breezy setting a 3% limit on the amount of tax that can be levied to respond to extreme circumstances. And this one would certainly cramp the board's ability to address the jail population. That and other problems as well. Yes. Let me just give one piece of experience with a lid that maybe you're familiar with, Dale, maybe not. But uh, we re- there is a lid on the amount of funding we can give the Lancaster County Event Center. We can only raise that a certain percentage every year. And the problem is when the lid went into effect, uh, the the amount of funding for maintenance and upkeep at the event center uh, fairgrounds was not set at the right number. Therefore, that number was too low and has, we've not been 
able to grow the amount of funding for maintenance and upkeep at the fairgrounds. And therefore, that's just created ongoing problems for the folks who are trying to keep that important facility alive and well and thriving. And there's a fear that that just could spread into other areas of county government. So it would really drive us to um, set our tax base as high as we possibly can in order to avoid future complications on any number of issues, including the one you described with the jail population over which we really have little control. Rick, I very much appreciate your time. County government is very, very important. As you pointed out, most of the people that are hearing us are city dwellers. Maybe they live outside, but they come into Lincoln for part of their life. And so what goes on out there with our country cousins is important for uh, city folks to pay attention to. So thanks for being the person that brings that to us every month. Thank you for all you do for the community, Dale. It's a great service you provide. Rick Vest with me this morning on Lincoln Live, chair of the Lancaster County Board. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Lincoln Live. I'm Dale Johnson.